now with the latest from the world of technology. This is the Tech Guide podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. Tech Guide. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. It's the 200th episode of Tech Guide and we're celebrating. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news, views and reviews. Hello and welcome. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of the website techguide.com.au. And a big thank you to our loyal listeners who've been listening since the very first Tech Guide episode on June the 17th. 2012. We have loved bringing you the latest tech news and reviews and interviews to you each and every week. And for the many listeners we've picked up along the way, a special thanks to you as well for showing us the love and sticking with us. And you first-time listeners, you've only missed 199 episodes, but we're still glad to have you on board for this 200th episode and we've got a bumper show planned for you we'll talk about the latest issue troubling young australians and that's message stress also on the show australian made headphones that can adapt to the way you hear sound the affordable mobile plans you can now get from your supermarket at woolworths and the winners and losers in the global smartphone sales figures and in the tech guide reviews we're going to check out the fitbit alter activity tracker the Laser Crash Cam Pro X and the Sony HT-RT3 Home Cinema Soundbar System. And we'll finish things off with the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products who have been a sponsor of the Tech Guide podcast from the very first episode. And also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show planned for you, so let's get cracking. To kick off this 200th episode of Tech Guide, it's an interesting story that's come about as a result of some research done by Amasim. Now, Amasim is the mobile telco. It's the, the fourth largest mobile telco is what they call themselves. They're, they're a SIM-only telco, so it's BYO, your smartphone. But anyway, they've come up with some interesting research around the explosion of instant messaging services. Now, you, you think of how many options people have, especially young people, have for instant messaging. You've got Facebook Messenger. You've got regular SMS. You've got WhatsApp, Snapchat, so many of them. And would you believe that nearly half of young Australians aged between 18 to 24 have admitted to message stress. They're stressed about working out the right communication methods for different people and different situations. This stress to do with mobile messaging, this messaging fatigue, a lot of it also has to do with the fact that 73% 
of 18 to 24-year-olds have different ways of communicating with different people. They Rather than using one messaging platform for one per person, they use one or two methods for all these other different people. And that's a stressful thing to keep up with. What's interesting is that there are more Australians aged 18 to 24 using Facebook Messenger than use normal SMS on their smartphones. Now, Facebook Messenger is used by 88% of these people, these young people. SMS is used by 87% of people. And while Snapchat is used by 50% of people, 18 to 24, WhatsApp used by 27%. So forget making the phone call. 70% of Australians, 18 and 24, don't even use a home phone. It's, it's all about the smartphone. But the angst doesn't end there. There's even more. And when you think about it, the, the stresses are related to not only working out the best way to message people, but also the whole messaging situation, whether uh, their message has been has been read or not, whether someone has the, you know a friend or someone they're they're keen on a romantic interest has called them or texted them, uh, when you know whether there's a stress that people are online and you've sent them a message but they're ignoring you, or when someone is composing a reply, you know anyone who who's got a, a message uh, the iMessage shows a little bubble there where where someone's working on on a reply. And there are a lot of people stressing out just even looking at that, whether whether they are actually composing a reply or, or or ignoring you. Now, at the other end of the scale, it's it's no surprise that Australians age fifty five and over, eighty two percent of them have no stress around their communication. So it, it is it is a, a, it's a polar opposites of the whole situation there. So uh, really interesting stats there, really interesting research by Amasim. Some additional findings though, some interesting facts that the uh, this research has thrown up. Uh, women are more likely, that's 64%, women are more likely to reserve specific communications for particular people over men. 46% of men do that. Facebook Messenger, easily the most popular instant messaging service. Half of all 18 to 24-year-olds use Snapchat, but you go to the 25 to 34 age bracket and that Snapchat usage drops to 19%. Those in the 45 to 54 age bracket make mobile calls. that uh, They call the most. 92% of those users actually use the phone as a phone, followed by the 18 to 24-year-olds, 90% of those as well. 80% of all Australians use SMS. And 95% of Australians don't use public pay phones. No, that's not really surprising news at all. We've all got devices now, mobile devices. But the stresses related to them, especially if you're a younger user, are, are pretty interesting. If you want to read more about that survey and check out those stats for yourself, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Well, this next story is really interesting, not only because of the actual technology itself, but the fact that it's actually an Australian product. An Australian company has come up with a pair of headphones that can learn and adapt to the way you hear. Now, Neura 
That's the name of these new headphones. It was an Australian startup that came through the University of Melbourne's Accelerator program. They've now, they've now launched a Kickstarter campaign. And in the first 24 hours of that Kickstarter campaign, raised more than $130,000. Just in the first 24 hours. Remarkable. Now, what is interesting about this product is the, the massive amounts of research that's gone into it and how the device works. Now, what happens is that it uses the neuro headphones, once you place them on your head, it uses this unique sound wave technology to measure your outer ear all the way to your brain to determine how you hear and adapt uh, your, and how you hear and, and appreciate sound. Now, apparently, according to the research behind this product, that our ears and the way we hear are as unique as our fingerprints. So no two people hear the same way. So having a pair of headphones, a one-size-fits-all approach, knowing this, is obviously not not everyone's going to appreciate the sound quality the same way. Audio quality is a subjective thing for this very reason, is because we all hear sound differently. Now, what I've learned in writing this story for Tech Guide about the newer headphones is the fact that the the way we hear uh, pro- actually produces a sound. So you, you, can you believe our ears actually make a sound, a very faint sound that is actually picked up by these newer headphones as well. So what they're doing, they're molding themselves acoustically to your hearing. Now, once once this happens... The, the the different frequencies, our sensitivities to various frequencies uh, are then adapted into this headphone so that the sound that you hear will be richer and clearer and, and suited to your way of listening. Remarkable technology. And the interesting thing about this product is that it only takes 30 seconds for it to learn the way you hear. And then when you use the headphones the next time, It'll, it'll, it takes less than two seconds for the headphones to recognize who the person is that they've already adapted to in the past. So remarkable. There, there's microphones on board to determine exactly the sound that went in and the faint sound that comes out to calibrate it for each listener. Incredible technology. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on a pair of the newer headphones to hear them for myself. Because if 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 it's if this is what it says it is, it can do. Then the the way that I can hear is different to the way you can hear, and anywhere everyone else can hear. And if this pair of headphones can adapt to all of us at the same time. Uh, All of us, uh, after each calibration, then we're all going to be hearing sound in the best possible way. Now, on the design side, it it actually looks really interesting. Each ear cup is a combination of a regular headphone ear cup with an earphone, an in-ear plug as well. So it has inside each ear cup is like an earphone that protrudes from the bottom half of the ear cup take a look at the pictures on tech guide you'll understand what i'm talking about but so you do actually have a pair of earbuds that fit inside your ears while the ear cup fits over your ears at the same time that's how this has been created and that what that helps with the noise isolation as well so that you 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 can you can really isolate the sound that you want to hear the Neura headphones, they are on the Kickstarter page. I've put a link to their Kickstarter page on Tech Guide. 
Now, when they, they're not expected out till early next year, but if you want to get in early, you can save a fair bit of money off the expected retail price of $399 when they do come out in 2017. So if you do want to get in early and reserve a pair or a couple of pairs, you can save uh, $150 up to 200 bucks if you get in early enough. The newer headphones are a product of an Australian startup company, the Australian Technology at Work. If you want to check it out, there's some pictures and a video and uh, an explanation of that technology. You'll find it at techguide.com.au. Well, it seems Woolworths isn't the your only destination for your groceries. Uh, a lot of people go to Woolworths to buy their, their fruit and veg and all their groceries. But what you can also pick up while you're there too is a really competitive smartphone plan. Woolworths have sold prepaid SIM-only plans in the past, and just this week they've introduced new plans in partnership with Samsung. So not only are you going to get a competitive plan with generous amounts of data, you're also going to pick up one of the latest Samsung smartphones as well. So there are small, medium, and large plans with 1 gig, 3 gig, and 8 gigabytes of data respectively. So you choose small, medium, or large. And the small plan has a thousand bucks worth of calls, while the three gig and eight gig plans have unlimited calls. Now, uh, the what you can also choose is from a range of Samsung Galaxy smartphones, including the very latest devices: the S7, the S7 Edge, the Galaxy S6, the S5, and also the Galaxy A3. So, an impressive range of smartphone devices there, and available at really competitive prices. For example. If you wanted the Galaxy S6 on a 24-month plan, you can get that for paying 59 bucks a month and still have 3 gig of data and unlimited calls and texts, which is pretty competitive. You could, if you want to get in a Galaxy S7, which only came out a few months ago, it's available on a Woolworths mobile plan, which uses the Telstra 3G and 4G network, I should point out. The S7, the Galaxy S7, is available for as little as $68 a month on the small plan and of course there are other adjustments you can choose to go to the medium or large plan as well as having your choice of devices as well it's uh, it's really competitive i've laid out all of the information if you want to check it out these small medium and large plans and also the devices that are available with them uh, and you can also if you're a regular woolworths customer members if you're a member of the woolworths rewards program you can also earn woolworths dollars with any mobile plan per purchase as well so you can get something for your plan on top of just a smartphone and your services you can get more Woolworths rewards points as well if you want to check that story out as well as all those plans you can see that at techguide.com.au While we're on the subject of smartphones, the very latest global smartphone sales figures have been released by Gartner and some interesting results in this latest batch. This is these are the results for the, for the first quarter of 2016. We're getting towards the end of the second quarter of 2016, but these are for the first three months of 2016. And there are winners and there are losers in this uh, in these latest figures. And I'm surprised to say that one of the losers is Apple. Apple had its sharpest ever sales decline 
year on year. They had a decline, iPhone sales down from the first quarter of 2015, that's the comparison, to the first quarter of this just gone by, the first quarter of 2016. Sales for the iPhone were down 14%. So it's it's a, a decent drop. Now, I don't know whether that's due to the fact that people are already on their plans, they're waiting for the new phone to arrive. The new phones normally in arrive September, October, so naturally the fourth quarter of every year is really strong, but you'd expect the first quarter, and, and that fourth quarter also includes Christmas, uh, you'd expect, though, the first quarter to be pretty solid as well, but not this case. It's uh, really interesting to see that Apple has gone from their 17.9% market share a year ago to 14.8% uh, 12 months later. Samsung, on the other hand, have continued to lead. Uh, uh, they lead with 23.2% of the market. Uh, a year ago, they only had tw- they had 24.1% of the market, so they've had a little drop as well. But it's interesting to see, though, that the real movers, the real winners here are Chinese brands, brands like Huawei and Oppo. They've had remarkable growth. So they've actually joined now the top five worldwide smartphone vendors. Uh, they've got a combined market share of 11%. Uh, that that was a year ago. They had a combined market share of 11%. Now, the Chinese brands, Huawei, Oppo, and, and Xiaomi, they now make up 17% of the market. So Chinese smartphone manufacturers, and there are more devices to come this year, by the way. You're going to see a lot more progress, from, especially from Huawei and Oppo, which we've, we've seen here at Tech Guide. You're going to see that uh, figure increase even more. Uh, in terms of the smartphone operating systems, Android has increased its lead. It's now in 84.1% of devices, up from 78.8% a year ago. Uh, iOS has uh, has dropped from 17.9% to 14.8%, which are the same figures as the iPhone sales figures because only Apple has iOS. So those figures are the same. The biggest loser here, though, the biggest drop... Uh, took a dive was Windows. Windows went from 2.5% in Q1 2015 to 0.7% in 2016. That's less than half of what they were a year ago. Uh, These figures are, again, from Gartner. And if you want to check them all out, I should also mention the fact that overall, the market increased by 3.9%, million handsets sold in the first quarter of 2016 with smartphones making up 78% of total mobile sales. The other 22% are your normal feature phones, you know, the phones with buttons and a lot of people in the, around the world still using those older phones. But 78% were smartphones of total mobile sales. Really interesting figures. And if you do want to check them out for yourself, you'll find them at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And if you're after the fastest speeds available, then you need the Netgear Nighthawk X8AC5300 Smart Wi-Fi Router. 
It can provide speeds of up to 5.3 gigabits per second through three bands of Wi-Fi. And that says more Wi-Fi to more devices in your home. The Netgear Nighthawk X8 has four external active antennas, which glow a really cool blue color. Plus, they've got four internal antennas, which amplify the Wi-Fi's range. Smart Connect can intelligently select the fastest Wi-Fi band for every device in your home. And ReadyCloud USB access means you can secure personal access to USB storage from anywhere in the world. Nighthawk X8 is the next wave in Wi-Fi, and it is here now. You can learn more at netgear.com.au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Our first review for today is the Fitbit Alter. Now, Fitbit is the most, one of the most popular uh, activity tracker uh, brands out there. Fitbit has kind of become like the iPod of activity trackers, I like to say, because I can remember years ago, back in the day, when when the when the iPod first came out and then every MP3 player after that was was people referred to them as an iPod they didn't realize that it was uh, that was the name of one of the brands it just became the generic name for all MP3 players back then I, I see the same I've seen the same thing happening here with activity trackers a lot of people saying oh, I want to go buy a Fitbit and what they mean is an activity tracker they don't actually mean the actual Fitbit brand that's how big Fitbit has become now, the Fitbit Alta really continues uh, their tradition of producing fine products. I have to say, this is probably one of their best activity bands they've ever produced. It has a small, easy-to-read screen. The device itself is actually quite small. The bands are removable. So this is ideal for anyone who wants to have this on their wrist all day and all night. It's small. It's discreet. It's not going to get in your way. In fact, all you need to do with the Fitbit Alta is wear it and charge it. That's all you need to do. No button pressing. You don't need to start your activities or do anything like that. It does it all in the background. And and the beauty of this device is it's got an excellent app. The Fitbit app lets you track in more detail your steps, your calories burned, the distance you've traveled, all of that information, the quality of your sleep, all of that can be seen in depth on the app. Even when you go to sleep, you don't even need to tell it you're going to sleep. It can detect that you are asleep, that you are going to sleep. Even when you go on a run, it can detect that. You've gone on a walk, you've done a, a, a gym class, an aerobics class. It knows what you're doing and can not only uh, tell when you've been exercising, it can even determine the type of exercise that you've done. That's what's really appealing about this. It's a really low-maintenance product that you don't need to be fussing over the whole time. The screen, you just tap the screen. Normally, when you just raise your wrist, the time will appear, but you can then tap the screen to cycle through the different pages so you can see your daily progress, your your step count, your your calories burned, your distance you've gone, and the how many active minutes you've spent, as well as your battery level. It, it is, a, as I said, a small device with interchangeable bands. So you can change from the normal silicon band to maybe a leather band or a metal band. Uh, it, it does have that customization. The, the, it costs $199.95. And I have to say, one of the better devices that Fitbit has produced. 
the battery is amazing. Lasts about five days without uh, without you having to charge it. Uh, it does say f- uh, five days on uh, in the in the in the on the website, but and it delivers that five days. I was really surprised how how long the battery lasted from such a small device. Uh, the battery on board uh, really really has some staying power. The uh, the app, as I said, is the real is the real winner here as well. It's for anyone who wants to get fit, stay fit, see where they're at with their health. Then you need to have some kind of starting point, and a device like this is a great way for you to see where you're at, what your fitness levels are. It even lets you set your fitness goals and even improve your sleep. You can even record how much water you drink. If you want to go to the trouble of recording how many calories you eat, you can get a really detailed look at your life, your activities, and the food you're eating, the calories you're burning, so you can really set yourself on course and reach your fitness goals. It also relays your smartphone notifications too, so you've got your incoming calls, your texts, calendar alerts, things like that allows you to be seen on your wrist. Uh, the device can be orientated so you can either have the clock face to read vertically or horizontally. Uh, and so you can even choose the style of watch faces. That's all done through the app. You can even choose what notifications you're going to be receiving. Uh, but again, all done through the app. No buttons at all. The only thing, the only way you can interact with the device is just by tapping the screen and scrolling through all those different pages so you can see where you're at with your steps, your distance traveled, your calories burned, your active minutes, all of that. The Fitbit Ultra is priced at $199.95. It's available in black, blue, plum, and teal. There are also additional bands, so you can buy other classic bands, $49.95. Leather bands are $99.95, and there is a silver metal band that's $169.95. The Fitbit Ultra, $199.95, and you want to read my full review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, here's a cool product from a company called Laser. Now, this is the Navigator Crash Cam Pro X. So this is a crash cam, so it, has a, it mounts on your windscreen, has an outward-facing high-definition high camera, so it can record any kind of traffic incident, so you, you can use this to protect yourself in case of a, a traffic dispute. You might have an accident. Uh, this is a great way for you to keep a record of whatever happens to your car while you're on the road. And it date stamps it. It also puts it on a map. So you've got all this information. And this can be provided to, if necessary, if there is some kind of dispute, you can supply the video to insurance companies. It's admissible in court. So it, it gives you a protection, some form of protection when it's your word against someone else's in the event of a traffic incident, a traffic dispute. Uh, this can be your record. The Crash Cam Pro X, though, isn't just a camera. On the rear side is a screen, and it provides your GPS location and gives you alerts for when you reach when you reach red light cameras, speed cameras, even school zones. It knows where and when the school zones are operating, no matter where you are in Australia. So for Australian users, whether you're in Sydney, where the school zones operate from 8 a.m. till 9.30 a.m., 
and between 2.30 p.m. and 4 p.m. So the, the speed limit, whatever it happens to be, drops down to 40 kilometres an hour. Uh, other parts of Australia, like South Australia, for example, has an all-day speed limit around schools of 25 kilometres per hour. So this device, the Laser Navigator 8, uh, the Navigator Cam Crash Cam Pro X, knows where you are and can apply the local rules to give you the heads up so you avoid any sort of speeding fine, speeding through a school zone because you think about it you're in, you're in a place that you don't you don't recognize you're in you're in a, a different environment a, a suburb you're not used to you've never been through before it is not it's not too hard to drive through a school zone and not be aware it's a school zone and, and many times people have been fined and the fines aren't cheap they're in the hundreds of dollars so this can also look after that for you and and it's priced at three hundred and forty nine ninety five, which isn't cheap. But you think if it can get you out of one fine, that's paid for itself. So just think of this as your, a little insurance, a little insurance for you, so that it can protect you from being pinged for when there's a speed camera, a red light camera, and in particular those school zones as well. Uh, on the video side as well, not only will it operate while the car's driving. But it can even record an incident if, if someone happens to maybe hit your parked car. So if the, your car's unattended, this device, the Laser, the Navigator Crash Cam Pro X, can record video of, of something happening to your car even when you're not there. So imagine this scenario where someone backs into your car and causes some damage. This device can record that and hopefully... Uh, catch the number plate of the car as it speeds off so uh, that that would uh, that, that even that would give a lot of drivers some peace of mind because how many times have you heard of incidents where there's been damage to someone's car uh, it's got side swipes someone's backed into it in a shopping center and you're stuck with the bill there's no way of finding out who did it unless there was a witness well in this case the laser navigator crash cam pro x can be your witness on the road and off the road as well, as well as giving you a heads up to save you from those very expensive, not only in terms of money, but also in terms of the points you lose. If you go speeding through a school zone, I think it's a $300, 300 plus dollar fine. I think you lose three points off your license as well, uh, and that can hurt just as much as the bill uh, can hurt as well. The Navigator from Laser, the Crash Cam Pro X, Check out our story at techguide.com.au. Now, if anyone is thinking about souping up their home entertainment, creating a home cinema system, then go no further than Sony's HTRT3 Dolby Digital System. Now, this is a soundbar with rear speakers and a subwoofer, and it can, in within minutes, create a surround sound system for your home entertainment. Now, a lot of people thinking, well, unless you want to go all out and create a dedicated home theater, which not only is a lot of work, but it's also costs a lot of money, then that's one way of doing it. But if you want a, a decent system that's affordable and yet produces a really decent result, then this is the sort of system you should be looking for. It's priced at $499. And Sony uh, is a company with with amazing heritage in terms of uh, home theater speakers uh, and sound quality. 
This is a really appealing system. The HTRT3 consists of a soundbar, two rear speakers, and a wireless subwoofer. The rear speakers are wireless as well. So setup is really easy. So you have your soundbar, you have your, your subwoofer, and you have your rear speakers, and then it's one HDMI connection to your television, and you're then enjoying surround sound within minutes. There's also an optical input, so if you want to have a direct connection to your compatible Blu-ray or DVD player or 4K Ultra HD player, if you want to go that way, then this can help as well. The system has a total output of 600 watts, so it's a lot of Dolby Digital surround sound for you to enjoy your movies. And also the secret source is the Sony S-Master digital amplifier. So this soundbar, despite being running along the front of your TV, not being a massive speaker, can provide really crisp, clear sound, some a big sound, but also give you that whole surround sound effect as well. And it's not just for the movies too. If you're a music fan, you can actually pair your smartphone or tablet. You can even pair it just with a tap with NFC and you can stream your music through this system as well. So it's not just for movies, although movies would be the best way to use it. But if you want to use it as your music player, then it's really easy to stream everything through the Sony soundbar as well. Sony make a lot of great products like this and this is really affordable at $499. This could be set up literally in minutes really easy to set up the sound quality is also excellent you'll be surprised at the the, the 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 quality of audio that comes out of these speakers it'll really enhance your home viewing experience so if you've got your latest movie on blu-ray or dvd this can add amazing effect with these surround sound speakers you want to check it out and look at the pictures as well of this system it's a good looking system as well our story and those pictures are at techguide.com Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. There's lots of valuable stuff stored on your computer, family photos, videos, tax documents, work documents, you name it. Well, what would you do if all of a sudden they were gone, if they were encrypted and impossible to retrieve? This is what happens with ransomware. This is malware that locks you out of your own files and then demands that you pay up or lose access to them forever. The bad news is that ransomware is on the rise in Australia. In fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware attacks in the Southern Hemisphere. So Norton Security Premium, it's a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from ransomware by identifying and warning you against those dodgy files before you click and backing up your files from your PC to the cloud so you'll always have a copy if anything goes awry. To learn more about how to protect your online life, visit au.norton.com. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is all around security. Now, security is such an important thing to talk about. Uh, there's, there's lots of things that people have the best intentions, but not everyone is actually diligent enough to protect themselves. Now, the, 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 other, the other interesting thing is that the weakest link of the chain for some security, for security in your family, could be your children. 
A recent report by Norton showed that 52% of parents surveyed thought their children were possibly putting their home networks at risk. Now, this is on top of the fears that parents were worried that they, they were concerned that their kids were going to be bullied online, they're going to be groomed by an online predator. This is already a concern for parents. So to compound that is the fear that kids are maybe letting out some information, not being as, as careful as they should be. So parents really need to act before their children could uh, not only could be at risk from these online threats, but also by do, sharing information, doing these things on their network, also putting the whole family at risk. So it's really important to follow some some, some tips to follow the, the these little tips for for parent if you are a parent to keep your home network protected. Now some stats here that almost half. 49% limit the amount of information that they that their that their children post. So there's a, there's a lot of kids that are really willing to share information especially on social networks. So really be careful your child isn't giving out things like your phone number and your address. Really really stay on top of that. 45% of parents require computers to be used uh, in common areas in the home so they can literally keep an eye on their kids. That's a bit harder these days because a lot of kids, a lot of teenagers have smartphones, so they're computers in themselves, and they connect to the internet just as well as your laptop does. So that's something to keep in mind as well. 42% limit the amount of personal information children can post on their social networks. This is what parents already do. Notice it's only 42%. It's not 100%. So if you are one of the 58% who don't, maybe you should take a look at that. If you've got kids... Try to do this, encourage them, open up a dialogue, get them into good online habits. 41% of, only 41% of parents limit access to certain websites. So if you don't want your kids seeing certain things online, well then there are parental controls that you can take advantage of. Now here are some tips for parents. Have an open dialogue. So talk to your kids. Start them early. Talk about the appropriate online behavior. Create appropriate age appropriate house rules and how computers smartphones gaming systems the the proper way they're to be used educate your kids spend time talking about the dangers of the internet and give them create uh, teach them awareness of what to look out for like you know there's there's things like cyberbullying is 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 a big issue online but the other things like the online predators sexting uh all the, the just teach them about privacy and how that it, it's really important to keep your personal information safe and not to share it with too many people. So just check your kids aren't sharing not only private information but things like passwords and addresses, phone numbers with people they don't know. They just teach them that's not the right thing to do. And of course, it, it all happens with technology. So teach them the the proper way to use technology and you can use things like the Norton Family uh, Home Security which lets you then set the ground rules, set things like limits to various sites and even receive alerts depending on the type of information that your kids are trying to share online. So Parents are already worried their kids may fall victim to a cyber bully. They're, they're in fact more concerned that their kids are going to be bullied online than they are actually at school. So that says a lot. So keep an eye on them. Teach them about that. Help them with that. 
But at the same time, if they can complete this picture, complete that whole internet security circle by not sharing information, by being careful online, then it's going to protect everyone because a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. If your child is that weak link, it could put everyone in your family at risk. I've actually written all about that at Tech Guide. You can check it out, techguide.com.au. And that is our 200th show in the can. You can read about everything that we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, email us at info at techguide.com.au. A special thanks. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Netgear. They've been with us since day one, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that helps keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. They've been with us a year and are going to be with us for another year we're happy to say thanks for listening it's been great having you with us once again for this 200th episode we'd love to hear you have you back for another 200 episodes we look forward to you joining us again next week for episode 201 so until then stay safe and stay connected